0: You are now listening to The Conversationalist Podcast. Well, hello, and thank you for listening to another episode of The Conversationalist Podcast. I'm Jesse, and I'm here with Amanda.
1: Hi.
0: This is going to be episode 77, which is going to cover our movie review of Avengers Infinity War. Um this movie i mean it doesn't really need any explanation as far as like whether the trailer was going to be awesome or not i mean like the past like 10 or 15 years has been like leading up to this <laughs> fucking movie um so i mean it goes without saying if you're a marvel fan and you've been watching all the marvel movies that you were for sure going to see Avengers Infinity War and when they released the trailer you were just like oh my fucking god you're like i have to see this for us, um, me, I had to see it in uh, IMAX 3D. Uh. But, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, me and Amanda, we saw this movie. It's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, now, the synopsis of the movie, for those who don't know...
1: How could you st- not know?
0: <laughs> the storyline says, As the Avengers and their allies have continued to protect the world from the threats too large for anyone here to handle... A new danger has emerged from the cosmic shadows, Thanos. A dispo of intergalactic infantry, or, sorry, intergalactic infamy. His goal is to collect all six Infinity Stones, artifacts of unimaginable power, and use them to inflict his twisted will on all of reality. Everything the Avengers have fought for has led up to this moment. The fate of the Earth and existence itself has never been more uncertain. So... I mean, Thanos... I mean, as far as, like, bad guys go, he's probably, like, to me, one of the most, like, badass bad guys. I mean, because there have been, like, you know, other bad guys that get introduced, but, I mean, let's be honest, they're not, like, on this level. And anybody who knows anything about Marvel knows that, like, the Infinity War story, the Infinity Gauntlet, like, this is... this is... fucking awesome. So... Um, you want to just get right into the movie? You want to kind of start off with the, the beginning?
1: It was sad.
0: I mean, it starts off like fucking like an action and sadness all rolled into a little taquito.
1: A taquito?
0: <laughs> or a taco, whatever you're into. Whatever rolls. Wow. <laughs> so? Oh.
1: Do I just say it?
0: Oh, no, you can talk about the beginning.
1: Well, the beginning was sad.
0: Oh my god. So, the movie starts <laughs> with um, you know, basically the ship that has all the asgardians on it like getting like blown to smithereens. You know, the only people that are still seemingly alive are Thor and Loki. Thor seemingly defeated. He's got, you know, already got his ass kicked and is on his back. Loki still kind of You know, sweet talking, uh, you know, doing his usual Loki stuff. And um, Thanos, along with um, his other disciples, are trying to get them to give up one of the Infinity Stones, which is uh, the Infinity Stone that was inside the Tesseract. Which Infinity Stone was that? Do you remember?
1: The blue one. (laughs) It was the
0: blue one. I think it's a space stone or
1: uh i can't remember
0: is it the space stone and time stone no it's not the time stone i think it's the space stone anyways they have one of the fucking infinity they have one of the um they have one of the infinity stones god damn it
1: yes they do
0: so loki is like initially like he has it but we don't know that he has it thanos is like where's the fucking stone and he's basically saying like i'm gonna kill thor Like, unless you give me the fucking stone.
1: Well, I knew he had it. I mean, everyone who saw that other movie saw that he stole it.
0: Yeah. So, he ends up, you know, pressing the gauntlet to Thor's face and is, like, starting to destroy him. Because Loki's, like, kill away. And uh, as the gauntlet's kind of, like, working its way through Thor, um, and it looks like he might actually die... Loki has a change of heart and says, okay, I have the fucking stone. So he produces the Tesseract, and the Infinity Stone is actually inside the Tesseract. So Thanos takes it. Thanos takes it, and... When this happens, they, like, spring the the Hulk on him, and, uh... Like, the Incredible Hulk's just, like, fucking blasting him everywhere, just, like, punching the shit out of him, like are like, oh shit, you know, Incredible Hulk's gonna, like, you know, give uh, Thanos run for his money, you know, early on in this movie. But uh, Thanos' disciples are just like, oh, let him have his fun. We're not gonna interject. And, you know, when Thanos gets up, Thanos just fucking goes toe-to-toe with Incredible Hulk and just kicks his ass. I mean, he's clearly faster than Hulk. And I mean, just basically, does he does to the Hulk what the Hulk did to Loki? You know, in terms of just <laughs> the beatdown that was given.
1: Yeah. I mean,
0: just really, just really beats his ass. Now, you know, at this point, he's gonna, you know, destroy the rest of the ship. Um, he's getting ready to leave because they're gonna go to Earth because they know that Earth has two more and two more stones. So, when they um, are like talking about going down there. Loki kind of interjects, like, okay, hey, look, guys, you know, I can help you. You guys need a guide. And it's funny, he's like, I have experience in invading Earth. And Thanos is like, "Uh, if by experience you mean failure. (laughs) And Loki's kind of like, experience is experience, guys. And so he tries to do, like, his little trickster stuff. Um, You know, he has a dagger in his hand and tries to stab Thanos in the head. But fails. And that's when Thanos... Kills Kill Loki them. and breaks his neck. And uh I mean it's pretty apparent that like that was not a fake Loki death, that was a legitimate fucking Loki death. So he dies. Um Thor's left there. Uh gosh darn it. I can't think of the um Thor's counterpart character, the Asgardian.
1: The timekeeper.
0: Yeah, the timekeeper um, ends up.
1: He's dead too.
0: Yeah he he uses the um, what do they call it the?
1: Man on that rainbow stream.
0: Yeah, it's like <laughs> the bifrost or.
1: Oh, that's what it is.
0: The, you know, the, he activates that in order to get the Hulk out of there and sends him to Earth. And that's and when Thanos strange yeah sends him straight to uh to like strange's temple now that's when thanos you know impales the timekeeper killing him and so he just kind of starts blowing up the rest of the ship before banding it with his disciples and you know so at that point it all blows up and you're like oh my god thor's dead too i mean shit they killed fucking loki they killed you know they killed the uh, the Timekeeper shit. I mean, they killed Thor pretty early on. Um, you know, and then it just kind of fast-forwards. I mean, we kind of went into a lot of detail with that beginning scene, but, it, I mean, it just really paints a picture of, like, you know, people are going to die. And, um...
1: I don't know. Watching it, though, like, right away, I didn't I didn't think Thor was dead.
0: I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, Thor is more more of a central character, and he's definitely one of the more powerful characters. I mean, if you follow Marvel... I mean, he's as strong and powerful as the Hulk. And, um, you know, in terms of, like, he is nearly immortal. I mean, there's... I think there's not a lot that could kill him, like, very easily. He is very powerful. So, I mean, the thought of him dying that early on, like, that would have set... I mean, it already set a tone in terms of killing the Timekeeper and, like, another important character being Loki... But, like, you know, to kill somebody like him that early on, it's like, holy fuck. So, I mean, they lead you to believe, you know, there's a possibility that he's dead. He gets introduced later on when the Guardians of the Galaxy are on, like, a rescue mission that ends up being to that ship that, you know, has a distress call. And he ends up kind of hitting their windshield and they take him in. And there's, like, some funny exchanges between him and Chris Pratt (laughs) and, you know, Drax the Destroyer. There's a lot of funny... I mean, like, with any Marvel movie, you know, there's always all that... uh, you know witty banter that goes back and forth it's uh just you know funny and um it's something that marvel has perfected in terms of like doing very w- well you know mm-hmm. they, there's things that it's not like forced humor it's i mean i almost wonder if a lot of it is actually written or whether they um you know kind of just improvise. yeah, like they improv it and like do a bunch of different takes to see like what works or whatever. Because it always seems like a lot of the comedy is like very natural. Yeah. But um, you know, moving forward, you know, they're they're trying to, you know, you know Thanos is coming to coming to Earth, and so Incredible Hulk is warning Doctor Strange that this is happening, and they get in contact with Tony Stark and they kind of explain everything to him. They're like, we need to assemble the Avengers, except fucking Hulk doesn't know that the Avengers have basically broken up and that, you know, Iron Man and uh, Cap aren't on speaking terms.
1: so sad.
0: And, uh, you know, there's a ship that comes with the Maw and some other of Thanos' disciples that are actually there to try to get um, the stone that Doctor Strange has, which is a time stone, and uh, in that process... They do get uh, Strange onto the ship, and what is it, um, they get Strange onto the ship, the Maw gets him up there, now Spider-Man, seeing the ship um, at the city, comes to help, and he ends up helping Iron Man, Iron Man and Spider-Man basically stow up on this ship, and um, during this whole fight, Hulk is completely worthless. He's <laughs> trying to change into the Hulk and can't. And uh, basically, he's just like jumping around everywhere, like trying to prevent him from being killed. So Spider Man and Iron Man, you know, stow away on the ship, and you know, during during a improvised plan, they're able to overcome the Maw and uh, rescue Doctor Strange. Now their plan isn't to go back to earth because i mean they don't want Thanos to have the time stone but at the same time they want to keep the fight away from earth so they end up going i think to titan and they're mm-hmm. trying to you know come up with this uh, come up with this plan to destroy thanos now they end up um getting in a fight with members of the guardians of the galaxy and maybe it's it's partly because they're on the enemy ship and they don't know that they've you know defeated these guys so that it takes a little bit of figuring out that like they're on the same side um you know you also have other shit going on where cap and other members of the avengers are trying to find vision because he's got one of the infinity stones he has a soul stone in his head um and he's with scarlet witch and they kind of went off the reservation you know when they're talking about starting this life together and running away but, you know, that's interrupted by, you know, other members of Thanos' crew that are trying to kill him. Now, Vision's supposed to be pretty damn powerful. I mean, he's got the power of a, of an Infinity Stone. But, like, the whole movie, he's just getting his ass kicked constantly.
1: He didn't seem very powerful. And
0: was just constantly just getting his ass handed to him. Like, nearly dying. Being saved by everyone. Like, you know, the, the, the lasers and shit that he's shooting from the Infinity Stone, like, don't do shit. You know, it was just kind of, like, they really nerfed him down to, I think, how powerful he's supposed to be. I mean, maybe, I mean, because I guess it would have made the movie a lot longer. And, (laughs) you know, if if you you had a hard time, like, getting an Infinity Stone from a character like him. Right. But, uh, I mean, it, I mean, seemingly, like, as soon as he's introduced, like, he's nearly getting killed, like, every time. And so, uh, they end up taking him... To Wakanda, because they're trying to get the Infinity Stone removed from his head. The idea is that if they remove the Infinity Stone carefully enough, that he could still be him without killing him. Um, so they need to go to an advanced medical center, which, I mean, if you watch Black Panther, you know that they're like light years ahead of everything. So they take him there to try to save him. Now, the problem with that whole thing is, you know, to me... You know, moving forward with the storyline is that I understand that you know it's Vision and he's like a smart AI and you know basically it's Jarvis and like they don't they don't they don't want him to die. Obviously, Scarlet Witch doesn't want him to die. She's in love with him and like he's you know an an important member of the Avengers and everybody loves him. But like if you look at that scene where they're basically ready for this fight. You know that's going to take place on in Wakanda and the risk that they have to go through. How many lives were traded in order to try to save Vision? Right? right. I mean, fucking like seemingly hundreds of Wakandans, maybe even thousands of Wakandans.
1: But I don't think they're trying to just save him. It was they're trying to break that stone, so
0: well, but that's He the, couldn't
1: put it together.
0: But that's the thing. The Scarlet Witch, Scarlet Witch had the power from the beginning to break that fucking Infinity Stone. It didn't have to be out of his head to do it. The thing is, is, if they were just trying to destroy the stone, they could have done it earlier. They didn't have to remove it to do that. They could have done it without removing it. The whole point of taking him there was so they can take the stone out of his head, keep him alive, and then destroy the stone. So, I mean, they're everything is about trying to keep vision alive but to do that there was a fucking heavy toll you know on the Wakan- you know from all the wakandan warriors that ended up getting killed um you know during this you know massive conflict to basically save vision that doesn't fucking work cuz she ends up having to fucking kill him anyways and then it still doesn't work because by this point Thanos has already got the time stone. So on Titan, you know, Iron Man, Doctor Strange, um uh Star-Lord, Drax and everybody else, they I think minus uh minus Groot and uh minus Rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, or Trash Panda. I mean, you know, they're not there. He's there with Thor. Um you know, but they 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 find a way to try to get the infinity gauntlet from Thanos. So when all of this is happening, it seemingly looks like it's going to be successful. Um you know by this point I think shit, what is it? Which stone which stone was it that uh Thanos got when he sacrificed um When he killed uh, Gamora.
1: That was the soul stone.
0: That was a soul stone. So what was the... So I I misidentified the one that was in Vision's head. The one that was in Vision's head that's not the soul stone because it was a life for life. So that soul stone was... God damn it. God, I'm terrible. I'm like drawing a fucking blank right now.
1: I don't know.
0: Anyways. um, So... So the Mount This Offensive on Titan. Now, it seemingly is going to work. They're about to get the fucking gauntlet off of of Thanos's hand. He's he's in a sleep. Um, but then that's when uh, Star Lord realizes, like, hey, where's Gamora at? And Gamora was with him. Where's Gamora? Um, you know, and that's kind of when. Uh, Shit. Uh, Nebula basically points out that, like, hey, he has a soul stone. You know, he was, you know, if he has a soul stone and Gamora's not here, fucking Gamora's dead. Man. And so that's when when, um, Star-Lord basically realizes, oh, shit, she really is dead. Loses his shit and fucking hits Thanos in the face twice, waking him up and seemingly completely screwing the pooch. On the plan to get the glove off of Thanos' hand. And then once, you know, Thanos wakes up, it's game over. You know, he nearly destroys... Uh, he nearly kills Iron Man. You know, fucking impales him.
1: Yeah.
0: And it was actually going to kill him when Doctor Strange... um, You know, decides to willingly give up the Time Stone. That he said he wasn't going to give up if it came down to... You
1: right. know, a life or
0: death situation... You know, but by this point, he'd already seen, like, 14 million versions of, like, possible outcomes by using the Time Stone. And in all of those possible outcomes, they only triumph once. Now, knowing that, he willingly gives up the Time Stone against Tony Stark's wishes and, like, escapes. Um, You know, at that point, you're kind of asking yourself, like, why the fuck didn't Doctor Strange just, like, use the Time Stone? And even Thanos points it out. He's like... You had all those parlor tricks and you didn't use your most powerful, you know, you didn't use the most powerful thing on you, the time stone. You know, but it could be that if he saw 14 million variations of how this could have happened, maybe in all those variations where he did use the time stone, they were not successful. So maybe in this variation of like the one where he sees their success, he just gives it up and lets all of this stuff happen. And, uh, you know, so that's my thought on, like, you know, people were like, why didn't they do this? Why didn't they do that? Yeah, sure, you know, Star-Lord, you know, kind of messes up that whole plan by hitting Thanos in the face, and he keeps the gauntlet, and he gets the time stone, and then ultimately, like, it equals more havoc later on. But who's not to say that this isn't the variation of one of those time li- the the one timeline that's successful? You know, when Doctor Strange dies... Because, you know, so to fast forward, there's so many things happening all at once in this movie. There's a lot. Is that, you know, when Thanos does get all the fucking Infinity Stones and he snaps his finger and then, like, half of all of life in the universe ceases to exist and Doctor Strange dies, like, basically becomes dust, he tells Tony Stark that this was the only way. So he dies. Spider-Man Dies, which was incredibly sad. Oh, was so sad. He's like apologetic to to Iron Man, Tony Stark, and he's just like, "Oh, I don't want to go. I don't want to go." It was. It was. That was probably like the most heart wrenching death. Um, Spider Man wanted to hug him. Yeah, Spider Man dies. Doctor Strange dies. Um, uh, god dang it. Um, Drax dies. Star Lord. Um, you know they they all. I mean the only one that's left is fucking Tony pretty much mm-hmm. and uh,
1: and the raccoon
0: yeah and so why am I forgetting the name of fucking the uh, of the raccoon it's Rocket Rocket I'm like over here like what the fuck
1: Trash Panda
0: Trash Panda so like so, <laughs> he's got too many names so so Rocket is with um, Groot and Thor. Now, they're on their own quest because Thor knows that he needs to go to this one planet where there's a bunch of giant dwarfs that um, have, like, this mystical forge that's, uh, like, supposed to be... I mean, basically it's, like, just, you know, people know it from lore. But um, Rocket has heard of this place, and he knows that, like, all of the craziest, most, like, Earth, you know, planet-destroying weapons are made on this planet, so he wants to go with Thor. And so, Thor, he's going there to get Stormbreaker. He he wants this new axe, um, you know, that he's pretty sure is going to help him destroy Thanos. So if he gets this axe and he gets it made, this is going to be their chance to win, So when they get down to this planet, there's no fucking dwarfs, and the forge that's been burning for, you know, thousands of years or whatever is not on. Now, he finds out that Thanos had already been there, and that Thanos had actually used that place to forge the Infinity Gauntlet that gives him the ability to be able to harness the power of all of the Infinity Stones on his hand. And he killed pretty much every dwarf there except for one and that one dwarf is played by uh peter dinklage yeah so he um had his like hands burnt you know they're like covered in like cast metal so he can't actually use his hands and it was because thanos had told him like your life belongs to you but your hands belong to me so you know he's basically there by himself last Dwarf of his kind on this planet. Can't make anything seemingly because he doesn't have use of his hands. But, uh, you know, Thor is like, hey, look, we can make it. You Tell us how to do it. So they're able to get the um, the star that powers the forge on. And they're able to get the forge hot enough in order to melt down the metal that nearly fucking kills Thor because he's taking the power of the star for like three minutes straight now they get the cast of the um, axe done but he can't find the fucking the the handle so while he's looking for the handle Groot um, ends up you know grabbing the two pieces of the axe putting them together and then cutting his own arm off so that it creates a handle to complete stormbreaker and With Stormbreaker being complete, Thor is able to, you know, get that power and come back to life. Uh, I mean, he wasn't really dead, but it was going to save him because of the power that's in that axe. So now he's got the axe, then that's when he ends up showing up during the Wakanda battle, you know, trying to save Vision. Um, You know, and he's tearing shit up, but it's still not enough because, you know, by this point... Thanos has, you know, grabbed, you know, every other stone. And pretty much the last one, uh, you know, so he, he joins the fight and then that's when Thanos shows up. Now to kind of rewind, there's, a, you know, a part where um, the Guardians of the Galaxy had gone to nowhere because they knew that uh, one of the Infinity Stones was probably going to be um, with the Collector. Uh, It turns out that Thanos was already there. He'd already kind of destroyed everything. He used the reality stone to kind of make it look like everything was cool. Um, But he did it to set a trap to basically take Gamora. Now Gamora had told Star-Lord, Hey, look, if he tries to take me, I want you to kill me. And after a little bit of talking, you know, Star-Lord's basically like, sure, okay, I'll do it. Even though it doesn't seem like he actually would. So then you have... um, Thanos actually getting a hold of her, and Star-Lord actually sacks up to shoot her, but you know, the reality stone prevents him from doing so, because it shows like bubbles coming out of his gun, and uh, you know, he ends up taking her, so he ends up going to the planet where the soul stone is um, to get that, now it's a life for life, you have to trade something that you love more than anything else in order to get the soul stone. The thing is, is Gamora thinks, ha this is the moment I've been waiting for my whole life. Like, you failed. You don't love anything in this universe. You know, your your quest is over. Like, you're never going to get all the Infinity Stones because you don't love anything. Well, it turns out, like, even though he's a piece of shit and, you know, seemingly uh, has no love for anything, whether it's psychotic or not, he does have love for Gamora. As, a, as his daughter. Um, and Gamora doesn't realize that until she's getting thrown off the fucking edge of this cliff um, that grants him the ability to get the stone. Now, what was a little, you know, cool part of, like, oh, that's, you know, that's fucking crazy, is when they're walking up this mountain, you know, before this exchange takes place, the red skull is there. Like, he almost looks like death, you know, kind yeah. of floating with a black cape. And uh, you know he's basically like the I don't know I don't know what you'd even call him. He's not really a guardian, but he leads people to the stone. Uh, it's kind of like his atone, like his punishment, you know, for not being able to wield the power. He's like cursed with being near it, but never being able to have it for himself. Um. So again, you know, Thanos ends up getting the Soul Stone after killing Gamora. You know, and then that's when you kind of see the battle take place... Between Iron Man and Doctor Strange and everybody... And he gets that stone too... You know, plans foiled... Star-Lord finds out that Gamora's dead... And then, you know, then Thanos ends up in Wakanda... um, You know, and Thor's also arrived there... Uh, You know, and by this point... He's... He ends up killing... uh, He ends up killing uh, Vision... Now, they finally decide, okay, we're not going to be able to save Vision. We need to have, uh, you know, Scarlet Witch destroy the, the stone, finally. She doesn't really want to because she loves him, but she needs to. And, she, you know, Scarlet Witch is incredibly powerful. Um, her power is probably, like, it's almost as impoverable as, like, is the uh, Infinity Stone in terms of, like, being able to cause a chain reaction to make the, storm, the, the stone blow up. So she's holding Thanos back with one arm and trying to destroy the stone with the other arm. Problem is, she waited too damn long because by this time, Thanos already has the fucking time stone. So when she does does destroy the fucking stone, it doesn't matter because all he does is turn time back to that specific point. Basically making Vision come back to life and then killing him again himself Mm
1: -hmm.
0: so that he can just rip the fucking stone right out of his head. Um, you know, so then, you know, by this point, I mean, he's already tossing everybody around, you know, every which way, you know, without that one stone, uh, you know, this, this point Thor comes in with Stormbreaker, flies in, and, uh, you know, fucking impales Thor, Uh, and the thing is, too, is, like, he's using the power of the Infinity Gauntlet fucking, like, to shoot this beam at Thor, and Thor comes down and just fucking throws Stormbreaker down, and Stormbreaker completely absorbs like all that power and still strikes Thanos like straight in the chest thing is is it doesn't really do shit because like Thanos said you should have gone from my head um because it wasn't a mortal wound and again his left hand is free the gauntlet and he has all the fucking stones on it snaps his finger and then just you know zips out zips out of the portal you know he creates a portal and zips out well when he snaps his fingers everybody's like what the fuck like what's go? what happened what's going on and um and there's like a segue where he's like in some alternate reality where he's seeing like little baby Gamora when she was like small when he'd first taken her and you know she's basically like did you do it and he's like yeah and she's saying, like, um, like, you know, something to the effect of, like, you know, what did it cost, and he's, like, everything, and then he ends up on this other planet, and, like, seemingly beautiful planet, kind of, like, looking, looking into the beyond, you know, happy, you know, that he's finally, like, saved everybody, you know, it's almost a mentality, kind of, like, um, uh, what's-his-face from The Walking Dead, (laughs) huh? Rick. Not Rick. um, The Saviors. Uh, Negan. Negan. It's almost like Negan. You know, like Negan thinks he's saving everybody, you know, by like enslaving them. You know, he thinks he's saving everybody by like killing half the population.
1: (laughs) Well, I thought he was just trying to save his planet. Like bring it back to how good it was.
0: Well, I mean, he can't. They're all dead. Like it was a completely fucking vacant wasteland.
1: I know, but he was sitting there like kind of... Hmm... Like he's happy.
0: I mean, the thing is, like, I couldn't tell, like, if that was or wasn't Titan. I mean, I, I guess think he it was. I mean, he could turn back time, you know, for that planet, because he has the ability now. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's kind of kind of tough to say one way or another. I mean, I guess we'll find out in Infinity War two. But you know, when this happens, you know, after the battle in Wakanda, everybody's trying to find everybody in the forest, and. Uh, you know, Falcon disintegrates while, uh, War Machine's looking for him. Uh, what is it? Black Panther is, uh, you know, telling, um, I can't think of her name. What's her, what's her real name? The one that plays, uh, the general. I don't know. Um, we, everybody knows her as Michonne from The Walking Dead. I mean, she plays, you know, the general to the Wakandan army. Um but black panther's like like oh you know get up general this is no place for you to die and then he disintegrates it's like holy shit he disintegrated because i thought it was going to be her and it was fucking black panther um you know and then uh what is it um fucking scarlet witch uh disintegrates and um god damn it who else I mean, there were just, like, just countless, like, people that fucking died, and, uh, and I think I probably said Scarlet Witch already, but, um, yeah, all of these characters, I mean, the only ones that were basically left were Iron Man, Thor, Hulk, Captain America, Black Widow, um, War Machine think Gamora, or not Gamora, Nebula, and that's about it. I think that's it. So then, you know, this, this is pretty much the end of the movie. Like, all of these fucking, all of these people are dead and, or seemingly dead, and so then like, it's like, roll credits, you know, fucking Thanos completed his mission, he's got a smirk on his face, he's looking out into the distance. And so then you wait for the after credit scene. Um you know the the scene that you know Marvel's known for, the little 1 minute clip of whatever you're expecting next. And uh you have um you have Nick Fury with uh again, do you know the other lady's name?
1: It's uh Maria Hill. That's her character.
0: That's her character. Yeah. So, um, you know, Nick Fury and basically her right-hand chick, um, they're in a car, and all of a sudden, this car just comes, like, barreling into the road and hits somebody in front of them. And uh, they go to check on this person, and there's nobody in the car. And they're like, what the hell? And they're looking around, and all of a sudden, like, you hear other crashes. Then, like, a helicopter comes flying down and, like, crashes into a nearby skyscraper. And they realize, like, they start to see people, like, disintegrating. And he's like, oh, shit, this is a Code Red, this is Code Red. And, like, he's telling her to, like, you know, put out the Code Red. And as he's doing that, she disintegrates. And so he runs to the car and, like, grabs, like, what looks like a little pager and starts, like, entering something. And then as he's doing that, he starts to disintegrate, too. And, of course, you know, in uh, Samuel L. Jackson style, he's about to say, motherfucker. <laughs> When he fully disintegrates and drops it on the ground. And then so it's like sending, sending message, you know, in this little pager. And it's to uh, Captain Marvel. So, you know, Captain Marvel's coming to, to help.
1: But we already knew that.
0: You know, yeah, we did know that. And the thing is, is... You know, I thought. I mean, she's supposed to have her own movie and that's supposed to be set in like the 90s or is it, like the 80s or 90s.
1: The 90s.
0: So it's going to kind of tell her story and then obviously she'll be in like Infinity War 2. And so people are kind of like, what the fuck? Like, why didn't they just like text her to start with? Well, the thing is, is, you know, the, there's the Avengers and there's all these other characters that were supposed to be enough to defend the planet. I mean, obviously, like, Thanos proved to be more formidable than they could have imagined in terms of, like, being able to get what he, you know, wanted completed. And, um, you know, up to this point, I think Captain Marvel has always been, like, a character that's kind of, uh, not necessarily, like, a planet guardian as much as it's, like, it's more, like, on a... I don't want to say, like, a cosmic level, but... She just deals with like way more disastrous instances. Like obviously in this case where you're fucking you yeah, have half the universe wiped out. You know, she deals with those like cosmic level type events. And so that's where she's gonna come in because I mean she's formidable. I mean, she's basically I mean, I'd say like kind of like Superman, you know, in terms of like power. Yeah. And I also think that um you know, so they, they got one of the Infinity Stones. Thanos got one of the Infinity Stones from, um. gosh darn it. Um, the name's on the tip of my tongue. What was the, the planet where the original Guardians of the Galaxy took place on when they left it? When they left that Time Stone, that, or the uh, Infinity Stone there. What was the name of that planet?
1: I don't remember. The
0: one with all that? Oh, God damn it. Like, they mentioned that fucking planet, like, a few times. And, uh so like the planet they left it on, you know that had the Nova core and everybody, so they seemingly they must have been destroyed or had half their shit wiped out too because they have that infinity stone that they were supposed to guard now it goes it i i mean at this point, you're also gonna have to see like Nova, you know Nova's another you know marvel character that is like. You know, obviously, like, all of the, the Nova Corps people are just, like, regular dudes. You know, like, security guys. You know, basically, like, policemen. But, you know, there's there's a character, Nova, that's, like, you know, their superhero. So I mean, I imagine that at some point, like, that person's gonna get introduced, along with, like, Captain Marvel and all this stuff. And everybody's kind of, like, in their pants, like, oh my god, all these fucking heroes died, and goddammit, Peter Quill, like, fucked up everything, but it's, like... Maybe it was supposed to happen. This is that one reality where it's supposed to happen. then if anybody even knows anything about, like, Infinity Wars... Like, everybody knows, like... All the people end up coming back. Like... And even people that were already dead come back. So... I mean... They're not going to fucking permanently kill all of these people. I mean, but... With that being said... Just because they... You know, even if some of these characters survive... Infinity War 2, you're probably going to see them like, hey, uh, you know, that was kind of a close one this time. I think I'm just going to live the rest of my life in peace. (laughs) And that's maybe when you'll start seeing like a transition for like, you know, other characters to be played by other people.
1: Right.
0: Like Iron Man and Thor and all this shit. So, um, God damn it. This movie was awesome. Like, honestly, I mean, we always talk about like, oh, our favorite scene was this. I mean, there was so many like just incredible fucking scenes in this movie um i would say i would say one of my one of my favorite parts in the movie that wasn't necessarily like one of those crazy like battle scenes or anything like that it was when the guardians respond to the distress signal for the ship and find thor and like they don't know who thor is and they have him on the table and uh you know, Star Lord is basically like, oh, you know, we have this dude on our table. And then Drax is like, no, no, no. You're a dude. They're all, this is a man. Yeah. <laughs> You're all a muscly, strong man. And he's all I'm fit, I'm fit. And then he's kind of like, no. He's like making these like hand gestures, like, you know, like Chris Pratt has like, if like a, like he's fat. And you had, uh, you know, Gamora kind of like walking around Thor like, stroking his arms talking about how muscular he is and like they're just like really like making uh like Peter Quill like feel bad for himself. <laughs> and yeah, he's just yeah
1: their whole interactions are pretty funny.
0: And and so then like when Thor ends up waking up, you know, he's trying to like imitate the voice of Thor to sound more like masculine and they're like, Are you changing your voice? And he's like, No I'm not <laughs> It was just like all kinds of like funny parts during that whole interaction, like when Thor is in their ship. Um, that was probably like one of the funniest parts in that. Like, was there any part that like stuck out for you that you, um,
1: no, that was a pretty good one. That was pretty funny. But, um, Chris Evans, Ooh. let's talk about that. His beard.
0: <laughs> really?
1: That's a pretty good look right there.
0: The beard, huh?
1: Yeah, it's good. It's good.
0: Wow, I'll have to fucking hose you down. (laughs) (laughs) Here's what you're like, that beard. Mm. Mm. Mm -hmm. Clutch my (laughs) pearls. No. That's so funny.
1: That's good, though.
0: What's funny is you're telling me that, like, that does it for you, but the whole time you were like, where's Hawkeye?
1: Nobody cares about Hawkeye.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, where was Hawkeye? Like, this could have all changed, right? This could have all been different if Hawkeye was in it.
1: Jeez, he would have died. Or what
0: about Ant-Man? Ant-Man and Hawkeye? Dude. Ant-Man
1: could have contributed. Hawkeye just would have been like, oh, I lost my five arrows. I can't help (laughs) you out now.
0: He could have, like, shot the glove off of the arrow, right? No. He'd be like, pew, pew, pew. No? No. (laughs) Oh, geez. (laughs) You know... Ultimately, I mean, anybody who is a fan of any Marvel movie is definitely going to see this movie the same way anybody who's a Star Wars fan, regardless of how you feel about like the, the, the Star Wars stories that Disneyland's coming out with, you're going to go see them all. You're, you're going to see this movie if you've watched any of the other movies. You have to. I mean, all of this has led up to that. The movie, um, it ended up getting a nine... 9.0 out of 10, and that's with 215,699 movie reviews. So, if that doesn't tell you how good this movie is for it to get a solid fucking 9 from like nearly a quarter of a million fucking people. Uh, you know, that's unprecedented. Not to mention that this movie over this past weekend alone has like already broken like every box office record imaginable. And it probably would have done so like even faster if they had released this movie in China at the same time. It hasn't even released in China yet and it already broke all those records. Like good movie. Yeah, this it, it is really good. And what's what's fucking blows my mind is so okay, like I've have seen it twice, i have seen it once.
1: Yeah, cuz you saw it without me. I,
0: okay, so first off, big Marvel fan grew up watching you know reading comic books and doing all that stuff this movie was coming out the weekend that she was actually going to be out of town there was no fucking way I was waiting like 4 days to see this movie sure not means. happening so i went Thanks and saw this movie and then as soon as she came back we fucking went and saw the movie again
1: i appreciate that so
0: with that being said like the two different movies that i was in so the first one the first time i went and saw it like in the scene where everybody's dying everybody's getting killed there was like some dickhead in the audience. It's like, ha 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 ha. I mean, just, just laughing super loud, like interrupting loud. Like not just kind of like a giggle. Like this dude's being a dick. And I'm like, seriously, like he's was kind of pissed me off. Cause I'm like, dude, like everybody else is like, holy shit. Like this actually is happening. Right. And you just have this dickhead, like kind of like you know, you're trying to be immersed in the movie at that moment, like, oh man, it's like pulling at your heartstrings, and you just have it's the equivalent of like somebody coming up and just like trying to bother you about something, you know, like kind of took you out of the moment like you're having with the movie because some dickhead's like ha, 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 he died, ha, ha. and I'm just like motherfucker, you know, like seriously, and like there were, you know, so then then there was the same annoying asshole. In the other movie, not not so much during the movie, because the, the second time we went and saw the movie, we went and saw it like a like a movie movie grill where like you can kind of eat while you watch, which that was fine. But there was this douchebag that like sat like two seats down from me, and this fucking guy was just like, "That movie sucked. Like it was nowhere near as good as it's supposed to be. Like blah blah blah. Like just started going off, and I'm like." Like, did we even watch the same fucking movie? Like, I don't know that every person has, like, that one friend. Like, that one friend that just has to hate everything. Like, and they just want to hate stuff that's, like, popular. Just so they can be like, oh, I don't go with the grain.
1: They're called hipsters.
0: It was just like, bitch, why did you even come see the movie then? Like, if you kind of already set in your ways of, like, oh, I knew it was going to be terrible. Like, everybody said it was good and I knew it wasn't going to be. Like, then why did you even bother?
1: He probably liked a quiet place.
0: No shit. Like, seriously. And I was just like, God damn, dude. Like, I mean, there were a lot of people that were just kind of like, oh. Like, even people online, like on Facebook, people were like, oh, that movie was nowhere near as good as it should have been. You know, that basically, that movie was as irrelevant as Black Panther. You know, oh, well, and I'm like, Black
1: Panther is a good movie. And I'm like, are you
0: fucking kidding me? I'm like, Black Panther was not irrelevant. I mean, you didn't necessarily need to see Black Panther to, like, for the rest of the movie. You know, you probably could have skipped it. Like in terms of like what movies you've seen and like Infinity War would have still made sense, except you would have been like, Oh wait, there's a whole new fucking world. You know, but still like wasn't like super necessary. But you know, it's an origin story kind of, you know, explaining Black Panther's existence and all that shit like that and it's introducing kind of important. Yeah, I mean it's introducing Wakanda and it's introducing all the shit that kind of like makes you know that there's important parts that have to do with Infinity War. Yeah, people are like, oh yeah, it's super, super irrelevant, blah, 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 like this one's, you know, Black Panther's terrible, and like all these, I'm like, you thought back, if you think if you think that Black Panther's terrible, and then you also don't like Infinity War, like your opinion on anything that has to do with movies is irrelevant when it comes to anything that has to do with like superhero films. Irrelevant. Anyways, all cool, quote ending. Um, definitely a movie to see. It goes without saying, uh, we kind of decided to do this movie review just because, um, like, with a movie like Black Panther, we went and saw it, loved it, and it was like, it did so well in the movie theaters, kind of like, people are going to go see it anyway, so like, why are we even going to talk about it? You know, with this one, it's kind of the same thing, like, everybody and their mom has already seen it, but like, we want to talk about it anyways, just because like, there were things that were like, you know, people were like, oh, why didn't Peter Quill do this? It's all his fault. You know, and kind of wanted to just talk a little bit about those things. Um but yeah, overall, fantastic movie. Love it. See it in movie theaters once, twice. Definitely see it in IMAX or do like me and see it in 3D and IMAX. is tight. I mean, if you can, go to a movie that fucking has it in goddamn D-Box so you can like have your seat shaking <laughs> around and stuff. Yeah, I would definitely just like go all out for this fucking movie because, I mean, they spare no expense. It's awesome. So, uh, thanks for listening to Episode 77. I'm Jessie with Amanda. Woohoo. Saying goodbye.
1: Bye.